0: Welcome everybody to tokens of wisdom. I'm your host, Dave Rothschild, a partner at Cole Freeman and Mallon, a boutique law firm based in San Francisco with one of the leading private fund practices on the West coast. Before we dive into the episode, like always, please listen to the disclaimer at the end of the show. Nothing I say here is legal investment or tax advice. Don't worry, loyal Tokens of Wisdom fans, I know exactly what you've been thinking. Everyone and their sister's cat is spamming me nonstop with AI-related content. It's humanity's certain doom. Haven't you seen Terminator? It will solve climate change and save the world. It will take my job. It will create my job. So many confusing, contradictory, complex opinions. Where is my North Star? My guiding light in the murky darkness? Where is Tokens of Wisdom to help me make sense of this artificial abyss? Well, fear not, friends, for here I am. Actually, continue on fearing, because what do I know? I'm just a lawyer. I can't tell you if AI is Armageddon or salvation, but I can give you my tremendously learned, mercifully brief opinions on some of the questions I get most frequently. It's early days in the AI revolution, but I've already fielded all kinds of questions about using AI in various situations. For example... I'm a fund manager, and I want to conduct investment research through various AI programs. Artificial intelligence can sift through data more efficiently than any human brain can, and it can surface interesting investment opportunities for me and for my fund. Totally makes sense. I mean, honestly, we do this for legal research too. If you're going to conduct investment research using AI platforms, algorithms, chatbots, whatever it might be, always fall back on the old maxim. Trust, but verify. And I mean that on both ends of the research equation. On the front end, do some research and understand the limits of the program or the chatbot you're using. For example, the free version of ChatGPT only knows anything through September 2021. It knows nothing that happened after September 2021. And then on the back end, always verify what it tells you. These AI engines can hallucinate, literally. They can just make stuff up. There was an amazing story a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, about a lawyer who submitted a brief to a court based on CHAT GPT legal research. It turned out that the system actually invented court cases and made up quotes from those cases. This lawyer actually put those cases and those quotes in the brief that he submitted to the court, and it actually went before the judge. Can you imagine being the junior opposing counsel trying to find these cases that are cited in the brief filed by your by your opponent and banging your head into a wall. Even if we're not in that extreme example, even if it's not hallucinating, you, as a discerning Tokens of Wisdom listener, have doubtless noticed that there is a lot of garbage on the internet. The AI robot learns from everything that's out there garbage included. Don't trust anything it tells you without independently verifying it. These AI chatbots are fantastic tools. They can help you shortcut all kinds of research, but you're going to find yourself in deep doo-doo if you don't verify what it is that you're learning from these chatbots. Never take it at face value. Always verify. Second question I get a lot. Can I have ChatGPT tell me what stock to buy? I have actually received this question. Well, Did you disclose that to your investors? Did you inform them about all the risks that that might entail? I doubt that you did, and since you didn't, no, you cannot use chat GPT to tell you what stocks to buy. You want to do that in your personal account, go right ahead, but not in an account for the fund where investors have contributed money to it. Even if you did disclose all these risks, do we really think this is a good idea? Everything they're trained on happened in the past. They may not respond correctly to future events. They might not do what you think they're going to do. And like I touched on a minute ago, what was this engine trained on? There's an adage in this world called garbage in, garbage out. It means that if you feed an AI chatbot garbage information, it is going to spit out garbage responses. If you don't know everything that this AI engine was trained on, then how can you possibly trust the output it generates? What if an investor comes to you and says, Hey, why did you buy stock in XYZ Company? Can you go back and justify how the chatbot made the decision to buy the shares that it bought or sell the shares that it sold? What if the chatbot hallucinates? Then there are potential intellectual property issues. These chatbots do not discern between information that is protected by someone's intellectual property rights and information that is free to use. What if you're infringing on someone else's intellectual property by using the information in the trade decision that it's making? How can you even know? Another question I get a lot. I want to use AI chatbots to make my operations more efficient. I have to write tons of investor letters, and I think I can generate them through ChatGPT much more quickly than I can myself. Certainly you could. These engines are incredibly powerful and capable enough to do all of these various tasks. They can draft letters to limited partners, but there's a few things you're going to want to keep in mind if you're going to use it for, for this purpose. Number one is confidentiality. Anything you put into chat GPT might be read by OpenAI. Anything you put into Google Bard might be read by Google. If they get hacked, it might be read by the hackers. Do not put anybody's personal information in there. Do not put any of your confidential information in there. If you're going to spend the time and resources to to create your own AI engine, your own chatbot that can generate things for you, great, but understand how it works, understand how it's trained, understand what it does with the information that you put into it before you find yourself in hot water. Another piece of this that I find fascinating is note-taking. And the lawyer nerd in me just finds this incredibly interesting. All of a sudden, I'm seeing people using AI chatbots to take notes during Teams calls or during Zoom calls. It seems like a no-brainer on its face, right? I mean, I hate typing notes while I'm talking to clients, they can and hear me typing in the background. It's distracting to everybody. They always think I'm doing something else. They're always wondering why I'm doing someone else's work while they're paying me to be on the phone with them. And I have to reassure them, no, don't worry. I'm actually just taking notes. I want to remember what we talked about so that I can actually do the work that we're talking about doing. An AI chatbot is perfect for this use case. And it does an incredibly good job. I've tried out Otter. I've tried out Fireflies. They are incredibly accurate and detailed notes. They create summaries of the notes. Great, great products. But here's what I find interesting. Let's say you're talking to your attorney and you expect that that conversation is going to be subject to the doctrine of attorney-client privilege. If you have an AI chatbot taking notes during that conversation, have you inadvertently waived your attorney-client privilege? It's an interesting question and I don't think there's an actual answer. By way of background, while privileged doctrine can vary a bit from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, generally, it applies to any communication that is made between privileged parties like the lawyer and their client in confidence for the purpose of providing or obtaining legal advice. It's fairly well established that if you, the client, choose to disclose to a third party, a non-attorney, the information that is discussed with your lawyer that's subject to attorney-client privilege it could waive the privilege. An AI chatbot is not your lawyer. Is it a third party? Does its presence in the conversation mean you have waived? the attorney-client privilege for that conversation? Even if it isn't, is it storing the notes that it's taking from your conversation on some server that it is accessible to someone at the company who runs this AI chatbot? Or what if that company is hacked and hackers take the transcript? Has your conversation with your attorney that you thought was privileged now lost its privileged status? To my knowledge, there's no direct guidance on this question. Similar questions have been raised in the context of all kinds of other technology solutions, including cloud storage. The guidance has generally been to undertake some reasonable due diligence to make sure that whatever technology provider you're using has security measures in place reasonably designed to prevent unauthorized use or disclosure of your information. If you do that and then they still get hacked, you have a pretty good argument that your information is still privileged. You have not waived your privilege with respect to that information. But an AI note taker is certainly different from a cloud storage service provider. Arguably, it's not as necessary of a service you could take notes yourself much more easily than you could store thousands or millions of documents. It is also actively participating in your call. It's not just a passive repository of information you choose to put there. It's an interesting question. I don't think there is an exact answer to it, at least not yet. I'm sure as these technologies develop and disputes inevitably arise, we'll get some answers or at least some preliminary answers. But the bottom line is, I think there could be some risk there. So, at a minimum, you should diligence these AI chatbot providers and figure out figure out what their security and confidentiality provisions are. Very often the free to use versions of these come with the lowest level of security and the lowest level of confidentiality. Pay more for extra security and extra confidentiality if that's an option. And there still could be a risk even if you do all of that. You need to balance the risk of potentially waiving privilege with respect to a specific conversation versus the benefit of having a robot note taker. That's a decision for you to make. Next question I get a lot is maybe my personal favorite. Can I just replace legal services with AI chatbots? Like why should should I pay you to do this when I can ask ChatGPT to do it for me for free? It's a great question. And there are some things that I think ChatGPT probably could do. My dad recently asked me about drafting a simple NDA for a project he's working on, and I told him he couldn't afford my rates, so he should just use ChatGPT or Google Bard to do it. I'm kind of half kidding, but I really did suggest that he use an AI platform to generate the NDA and that I'd look at it for him and make sure it was okay. He did. I think he used Google Bard and it produced a draft that was honestly 95% acceptable. But what if you just relied on that and then one of the 5% scenarios? hit that could have real life impacts that could have real impacts to your business and an NDA is simple fun formation can be complex and the stakes are often much much higher also go back and listen to like the conversation from five minutes ago these robots hallucinate if you still want them drafting your fun docs then you know, good luck with your fund. In all seriousness, if you're a fund manager and you're looking to use this technology, you need to think through all of the above and more. If you have employees, make sure you're drafting policies and procedures that make clear how these tools can be used and how they cannot be used. And if you have a really thorny conversation with your attorney, maybe turn off the AI chat and don't take the risk. Well, now that all that boring regulatory analysis is out of the way, it's time for the part you've all been waiting for. The legal disclaimer. In this show, I describe laws and regulations from a 10,000-foot view, and while this should be obvious to most, I need to say it nonetheless. This show is for informational purposes only, and nothing said here constitutes legal, investment, or tax advice. If you're thinking about starting a fund or you're curious about what's involved, this show is a good resource as you explore your options. But if you're going to pull the trigger and launch a fund, please engage an attorney to assist you. Last but not least, if you have any questions about what we discussed today, feel free to send us an email at TOW at spelled out in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Tokens of Wisdom with Dave Rothschild. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, follow, and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts, and tell your friends about us.